Good afternoon. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. It is 4.17 p.m. I am Cracked Attic. Okay, episode one, titled, Where Do I Begin? Titled that because exactly, where do I begin? Um, Let's start with the purpose of this podcast. What I want to do is if I have any listeners at all at any point, I want to try to arm you with the truth using facts. I want to just like cause you to be a bit more skeptical of what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're reading, Um, understanding the difference between news and opinion. And I don't even think the people in the news understand the difference between news and opinion anymore. Um, But when you hear something, maybe just take the time before you go and spout off and share it to everybody in the world to like take a second and look that up and say, hey, wait a minute. Did that person really say that? Did that person really do that? Is this true? And and if it is, how? Like, what what are the facts? What what made it true? And that even includes me. I mean, if you're listening to me right now, and I tell you, did you know that two plus two equals four? Don't take my word for it. Pull out your abacus, slide over two beads, and slide over two more. Then count up how many beads you ultimately moved. One, two, three, four. Cool. I guess I was right. Two plus two does equal four. But now, when you hear someone say, hey, did you know two plus two equals three? Or, no, 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 two plus two equals five? You can correct them and know that your answer is based in facts. It's not just some opinion you heard on Fox News or CNN or some podcast. So what's today's topic? Let's talk about the coronavirus, because ultimately the coronavirus is over, right? I mean, Donald Trump himself said that we should slow down testing. After all, if we test people for a disease, and some of those people test positive for that disease, then the number of overall people that have that disease goes up. And that's not what we want to see. We want to see those numbers going down. It's such a simple concept. We should have flattened the curve months ago. All we had to do was stop testing. And why stop at the coronavirus? We can stop testing for HIV or even cancer. We can just get rid of these diseases. It was in front of us the entire time. Doctor, do I have cancer? No. How do you know? I don't know what it is. I didn't test for it. It's that simple. Don't test for it. doesn't exist. I mean, slow down testing. That's what he said. More words of wisdom from the, quote, stable genius that pretends to run our country. And if you don't believe that he said that, you can find video from his last rally where he admits that he told his staff to slow down testing in order to improve the numbers, the coronavirus numbers. I mean, man, I mean, Trump just does stuff and says stuff right out in the open, doesn't he? That's why people think it just it must be okay because he doesn't hide it. I mean, think about this. For example, if you were on vacation and I and some of my friends pulled up to your house at noon on a Saturday in a U-Haul and just started loading it with your stuff, no one would say anything to us. People would just continue walking their dogs, watering their lawns, reading their papers, whatever it is they're doing. You know, but, but you know, if we did this at 2 in the morning... Pulled up in a, a U-Haul at 2 in the morning and started un, unloading all your stuff out of your house? 
Yeah, and cops would be called in like two seconds. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you do it in the open, it must be okay, right? I mean, it's like conspiracy theory stuff, only it's not deep state. It's like shallow state. It's like surface state. It's like right out there. I just said it. Hey, listen, testing is making me look bad. And when I look bad, I might not get reelected. So let's stop the testing and then the coronavirus goes away. <sighs> Exhausting, right? All right, so back back on the coronavirus. Let's let's talk about some facts. Let's look at some statistics. Um, these are the U.S. stats as of the end of day yesterday. These are obviously a little bit higher um, today. Um, but I'd like to give you you know, what happened in a 24-hour period as well as overall. So in the United States, there's total cases reported since the beginning of this, confirmed, 2,388,153. Of that, 1,002,929 people have recovered. It's good news, right? We currently have active cases still, of course, 1,262,614 active cases. Of those, 16,510 are considered serious or critical condition. Yesterday, in the 24 hours that consisted of yesterday, we have 31,496 new cases reported confirmed. All right? Total deaths in America as of, again, yesterday, the end of the day, 122,610 people have died. 363 people died yesterday from the coronavirus. Okay, that's the United States. All right, before I take another little step forward about the numbers, I just want to talk about the world stats for a second. Okay, so in the overall world, all right, 9 million total cases, 3,792,177 still active, 4,916,914 recovered. That's great. We're more recovered than active. 473,484 deaths in the world. Okay? So going back to the United States numbers. Um, I mean, there are a, a large section of people that believe that this has been blown up or this doesn't even exist. That, that the coronavirus is just being used to make Donald Trump look bad so he doesn't win the election in November. That this conspiracy, this is a conspiracy, people, that we're utilizing these numbers to make him look bad, again, to hurt his reelection. If that is the case, this is a conspiracy unlike anything the world has ever seen because the whole world would need to be in on it. Okay, and that actually... If, they, if that was true, and the entire world is in on it, putting these numbers out, all these countries are putting these numbers out, saying this is how many active, this is how many are dead, this is how many we got. They're all putting these numbers out. And if it's only to make Donald Trump look bad, that would make him the least popular person in the history of the world. I mean, Genghis Khan, nothing on this guy. I mean, honestly, Hitler had his supporters, okay? I mean... To have the entire world unite under a conspiracy to make him look bad. I mean, if he's that hated, if that's true, which it's not, but if that's true, that were true and he's hated that much, 
we probably, they're probably onto something, right? We probably should just get rid of them anyway. But here's the reality. The coronavirus is actually real. It's a real thing. Okay. It's out there. And the United States went from a handful of confirmed cases to over 122,000 deaths in a few months. All right. Even if we're lying about the deaths, which we're not, but if all the doctors and hospitals are in on it and they're lying about the number of deaths and say they doubled it, even half, 60 plus thousand people dead is still more than double the flu in the entire year. All right. But again, we're talking about if these numbers are, are false, we're talking about a conspiracy of hospitals and healthcare systems across the entire United States. You know, hospitals that are competing with each other, healthcare systems that are competing with each other for clients, because that's what patients are, are all in cahoots on this one thing. Come on. It's 122,000 deaths. Don't insult people by saying that it's fake. And right now, there's close to 1.3 million active cases in the U.S. that we know of. All right? So if we go back to life as we knew it, where will we be in September, October, November? Again, we went from a handful of known people a few months ago to 122,000 people dead in a few months. So if we have 1.3 million active cases right now, where are we going to be in a few months from now? Okay, so that's the, that's the reality um, of where we're at. There's always going to be a percentage of our population that is never going to take this thing seriously until they get infected. All right. Here is a young guy. He's like 30 years old. He's in Arizona and he admitted it. I'm going to play some audio courtesy of ABC 15 Arizona. He thought COVID-19 was no big deal. A man in the valley, just 30 years old, says his decision for a night out on the town landed him in the hospital. He's now battling COVID-19. He talked with our Mike Pelton from his hospital bed, warning people his age to wake up and realize the risk. I, I did not take it seriously at all. And now that I have this, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. 30-year-old Jimmy Flores is now a statistic. Right before going to the hospital, I was dying out of my room. Couldn't breathe. From his hospital bed at Banner Baywood. Now that I have it, my mentality completely changed. Jimmy is one of roughly 1,500 people admitted to an Arizona hospital for COVID-19. They did my CT scan. They confirmed I, I have pneumonia. Jimmy says he and a friend hit the bars Saturday, June 6th. Any talk of COVID? It was a joke to us, man, you know? It was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get it. He says first, a stop in Old Town. Later in the night, a bar in North Scottsdale. And drank and got blasted. And then I uh, got sick Monday. Jimmy says in talking with Maricopa County. Given all the circumstantial inf information, they concluded that I got it Saturday night at the bar up north. And he's concerned others his age, 30, otherwise healthy, may also not realize the risk. You're going to see those type of people still that are in personalities and they're the ones that are pressure, pressuring others to go out and, 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 you know, enjoy life or don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah right? Because that's how I was and, you know, 
to be going from that to this, I can put my ego in check, man. Three days in the hospital and counting. Three more than he wants anyone else to experience. Mike Pelton, ABC 15. Okay, there you go. He didn't take it seriously. His friends didn't take it seriously. You know, and there's peer pressure there. He's talking about kind of the leaders of the pack, the A-type personalities. You know, telling people, oh, you know, don't be a pussy or whatever. And get out here and all this stuff, right? And that doesn't stop at youth, you know. Um, that's happening. That happens up. I know men, unfortunately, um, in their 40s and 50s that still act that way. And by the way, that young man in that clip, he's still in the hospital. It's the 23rd. But it's not just the young that aren't taking it seriously. Politics in our country have divided us so much that if one side said the sky is blue, the other side has to disagree. So even a, a global health threat cannot unite us. And here's the other thing about the coronavirus. I hate to say it, but it's here to stay. You know, everyone's just waiting for a vaccine, right? Experts, including Dr. Fauci, they're saying that we should have one early next year. You know, they should have, they, they think they have it now, but they got to go through all the testing and trials and make sure it's safe. You know, but if people don't believe that the coronavirus is real, why would they get a vaccine? Also, keep in mind that this is a new vaccine, so many people are going to be wary of it. I mean, I'll admit I'm not exactly keen on being the first person to try a new medicine, but human trials are part of the testing. You know, and like I said, it's the testing of the vaccine that takes so long, making sure that it's safe for the public. Another thing to keep in mind are all the conspiracy theorists out there. And there are more than ever because many conspiracy theories are becoming mainstream and talked about by our nation's leaders, which lends credibility. You know, mainstream news sources are, are giving a platform for conspiracy theories. I mean, Donald Trump talked about, consp he's, he's talking about conspiracy theories all the time. Okay, and, and I, not on this episode, but future episodes, we're going to talk about that. I actually wouldn't be surprised if there ends up being two vaccines. One vaccine for Democrats and one vaccine for Republicans. I mean, remember, if Donald Trump's Republican Party does end up recommending that everyone get a vaccine, and keep in mind, they might not even say that. They might just say this thing disappeared. But if they say, you know, hey, no, you go get the vaccine. The vaccine is ready. They're going to say it's a specific vaccine because Trump's going to want to claim credit for it. All right, that is, of course, if he is still in office when the vaccine comes out. And there's a very good chance he may not be. It will be interesting to see what the Republican Party becomes if Trump loses in November. Because they've changed since he got into office. There's no question about that. Okay, I'm not saying that um, it was a great party to begin with. Uh, I'm just saying that they changed. Okay, for the worse. All right. I don't affiliate with Republican. I don't affiliate with Democrats. Um, I'm going to talk about that again. Future episode. We're going to talk about George Washington and what he said when he was president. Okay. Um, about political parties. He's the only president that was that was never a part of a political party. Okay. Um, tribal politics are destroying this country. So let's go back. So. You may be asking, if COVID-19 is here to stay, then why did we stay home for months? What was the reason for that? 
Well, the reason was to give us time to combat the health threat. To stock up on needed materials. I mean, you know, we had doctors wearing garbage bags for protection. Okay? Unfortunately, dead bodies just stacked up in rooms in the United States. In America. Okay? Not some third world country where they were digging trenches for bodies, which is true. In Iran, you could see the you could see the trenches where they were putting the bodies. You could see it from satellite, from the space. Okay, they needed to stock up on materials. Um, we had to give the hospital some breathing room. All right, we needed to spread out the infected over many, many, many months instead of having everyone in America get sick in a couple of months. I mean, when this all started, it was like trying to bail water out of a rowboat in the pouring rain. You know, we couldn't keep up. But if we stop the rain for a while, maybe we can gain some ground. Maybe we can, you know, kind of keep this thing afloat. But here's the reality. We cannot stop the rain forever. We can't stay home forever. We just can't. It's not going to happen. We have to leave. We have to get back to work. And I'm not saying that because I'm one of these like, oh, you don't have the right to make me stay in my house. I have been working from home for months. Four months, I've been wearing my mask when I went and got the essentials, okay? I have complied, all right? Um, but we can't just sit here and wait for a vaccine, all right? We can't. And by the way, like I said before, there's going to be a bunch of people that don't take this thing. There's always going to be people infected. Um, so if we go back to life as normal, that rain I was talking about is going to become a monsoon because there's so many people still infected and those people walking around not getting tested because Donald Trump said, you know, forget testing and people just follow him for some reason. And, um, you know, if people can be responsible, if we can social distance, if people wash their hands, if you don't take unnecessary risks, perhaps it will be light, constant rain that can be managed by our hospital system. Okay. In other words, a trickle of patients coming in, you know, with COVID and they can just be ready for it and they have the respirators and they have the medicines and they have the tactics and they have the personal protection gear. Okay. But if we start bringing in hundreds of thousands of people again, they're just not going to be able to keep up. And that's where, you know, you, if you're going to get this thing, you know, um, hopefully the hospital's prepared and not overflowing. I mean, I, I, I really feel that I probably will contract this at some point. And I'm just hoping that when that happens, it's not during a national emergency where all the hospitals are overflowing and I can't get the care that I need. So that's it. Okay, very short. Episode one complete. So um, be sure to come back. On Thursday the 25th for episode 2, which will be the first in a series called Conspiracy Theory Thursday, where I pick a conspiracy theory and try to get to the facts. And uh, that's what I kind of reach out to you all. If you have any questions, comments, topics, or conspiracy theories you would like to get on the show, go to crackedaddict.com, C-R-A-C-K-E-D-A-T-T-I-C.com, and click on the little call-out button at the bottom, you know, that little call-out button, and it brings up a way for you to communicate with me. Or you can just email me at feedback at crackedaddict.com. Thank you so much. Be safe. Take care. I truly wish you the best. <laughs>